When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here. We are back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio, and I am excited because today we have Lynn Hurstein, who is the author of Be Vigilant, a book that just came out. I love it. I'm going to tell you more about Lynn in just a moment. But first, before we get started, a couple of quick announcements. If you've got an amazing story or a question that you'd like to have answered, just reach out to me on any of the social media channels. You know, I am just about everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and more. And if it is a question, use the hashtag ask. Shep, and I'll answer the questions either right there in the medium that we're in, or perhaps on this show, Amazing Business Radio, or maybe I'll answer it on Be Amazing or Go Home, my TV show, which can be found on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku, and many other places. But also now we've put it on YouTube. So just go to beamazing.tv. That's be amazing. Dot TV. All right, let's jump into the interview with Lynn Hursty. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Lynn. Lynn's a very interesting guy. I met Lynn because he puts on one of the greatest marketing, branding, um, I, I call conferences, if you will, on the planet. It's in Vegas. And other than COVID getting in the way of last year's, uh, maybe it's last year's, this year's, it's just, it's all kind of running together this whole COVID year and a half or so. Um, he's been doing this for years, but also very interesting guy. He, he, and talk about having to understand your customers. He's a police officer and you've got to understand who your customers are in, in the world of crime enforcement and just taking care of the community. Anyway, Lynn, I know I'm going on and on. The author of Be Vigilant Strategies to Stop Complacency, Improve Performance, and Safeguard Success. This is what it's all about. Welcome to the show. Yeah, so great to be here, buddy. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Been looking well, forward to this. I just want to start off with the personal side of Lynn, police officer. When you told me that, I was surprised. And it doesn't surprise me, though, knowing you a little bit about you, I'm beginning to understand why this, this is something you like to do. Yeah, no, this is this is something I started back in 2015. So went through the first 45 years of my life without being in law enforcement. I, I didn't grow up wanting to be a cop or anything. I always respected them and had friends who were cops, but I never thought about that. And then, um, you know, in 2015, I was in the mindset where I was looking to get into some volunteerism, do something, you know, giving back to the community and, and, uh, and do something like that. And this opportunity came, came my way. And, um, and I kind of jumped on it and I had to go through uh, an academy and then I had to go through 440 hours of field training. And I am a certified peace officer in the state of Colorado. I am patrol certified with the Douglas County uh, Sheriff's uh, Office. And I go out and I do patrol just like uh, just like every other deputy. I've been doing it. You know, this will be 2022 will be my seventh year. And, and I just love it. I really do. All right. So so I know 
when it comes to, I, this is what I understand. I, I, I'm like thinking, how can I position this the right way? <laughs> I go to the airport and I go through the line at TSA. Mm-hmm. And I believe that when the person who's asking for your ID or looking at your, you know, inside your bag, sitting through the X-ray machine is giving you good customer service by being friendly and engaging with you, they're actually doing more than just being friendly and engaging. They're communicating with you in a way that will give them clues as to the type of person you are, uh, but they're also making you more compliant at the same time. Am I on the right track there? Yeah, I mean, listen, there's there's something to be said for, um, you know, being able to get clues from people, right? And that's what their job is all about there at the airport is, you know, they have to go through so many people. How do they find the one right in the, in the one needle in the haystack? It's the same thing with Border Patrol folks. You know, if you've ever driven over the, the border in Mexico or or Canada, I mean, they have, you know, a couple of seconds to decide whether you're a threat or not. They right? know the behaviors that, that yeah. give you a clue. But more importantly, I, I would imagine you're out in the field and you're interacting with somebody. Perhaps it's a domestic dispute between a a uh, uh, husband, wife, partners, whatever, or, or perhaps you're dealing with somebody that you're just, you know, you pulled somebody over. There is a way to manage that experience at, at that level that I believe we can all learn from uh, in the world of business. Yeah. And, and really what it comes down to for me and, and where the book came from was this idea of vigilance um, and complacency, right? So, you know, what I, the, when I went into doing the law enforcement thing, I felt like it was going to be completely different than anything I had ever done before, which, which it was. But what surprised me was how much overlap I started finding in terms of things I was learning that I was applying back to my business lens and my personal lens. And the biggest thing that I learned right away was this concept that complacency kills. And in law enforcement, this is a big deal because 95%, 99% of the time, everything goes right. You know, no, nobody's trying to kill us. Nobody's trying to do anything bad, you know. Most interactions go peacefully. And then there's that one, 2% that go really bad really quickly. And if you are complacent, if you're not ready for it, if you're not aware of your threats, if you're not, you know, if you get overconfident and comfortable, that can become dangerous. And I started thinking, you know what? Complacency kills businesses. It kills brands. It kills relationships. It kills customer relationships and customer experiences. And it kills personal relationships. And, and I started thinking about the ways that we fight complacency in law enforcement. And it all comes down to these kind of vigilant strategies that we embed in our, in our workday um, and in our lives. And, um, and that's what you know, this book is about, is about you know, bringing that vigilance. And it's exactly what you're talking about in terms of any one of those encounters that you just talked about. The reality is most of the time those go well, right? And so when they do go wrong, if you're not ready, if you haven't done the things that you need to do to stay in the moment, that's when things go really wrong. Right. Or you just get comfortable and you slack off, you know, pay attention. All right, let's move out of the personal side of Lynn and get into the business side, which you <laughs> kind of started to allude to already. Uh, let's talk about this new book of yours, Be Vigilant, Strategies to Stop Complacency, Improve Performance and Safeguard Success. You know what? Your business and relationships depend on it. So uh, let's talk about customers. Uh, yeah. This is what I believe. The uh, I go to a, a, a diner every week for breakfast. I mm-hmm. love this place. It's Jenny's Diner. And there is a wonderful server there. Her name is Renee. And Renee is very, very comfortable with us, almost yeah. complacent. And so every once in a while, I notice the slip. 
Uh, she's so comfortable. She doesn't think it's a big deal if she doesn't get to us right away. Right. This is the kind of vigilant behavior I believe you're talking about. She became, and by the way, we love her. I will go back and see her tomorrow. My guess is service is almost going to be perfect. <laughs> you yep. got to know Renee. <laughs> it's one of those where she throws the food at you, but she does it with <laughs> such a smile that you just want to get them up, give her a big hug and a yeah. huge tip as you walk out. <laughs> but, well, but this is what we're talking about. Just becoming, you know, complacent, too familiar, too comfortable sometimes. Yeah. And, and what happens is that, you know, the, the irony is that complacency is bred in success, right? So the, the mm. more successful we are, tweet the more complacent that. we become. Yeah. Tweet that complacency is born out of success. And what would you just found up and said, the more successful we are, the more vulnerable we are to, compl to complacency. Wow. Uh, that that's brilliant. That that's the money shot right there. You know, we're, uh, we're on it. So, um, Talk to me about, you know, how uh, as a brand, uh, you know, brand complacency, we get comfortable. The competition sneaks up on us. Yeah, it feels like it sneaks up on us, but, but, in, but in reality, it doesn't. It's just we didn't have eyes on where it was coming from, mm. right? So there's a number of things I talk about in the book. The, the first thing I talk about is this idea of threat awareness and being... Right. You know, and this is this is something we work on a lot in law enforcement. You know, uh, if you see two police cars parked side by side facing other way, you know, opposite ways, you might think that they're goofing off or just, you know, uh, you know, shooting the breeze. But what they're really doing is they're covering each other so that they're cutting their area area of responsibility in terms of what they have to keep track of in half. Right. And so we might be working on a report or something that our eyes are going down and we're not being aware. And we've got our partner there to be aware of the threats. Right. What happens in business a lot is that we form tunnel vision. We form, um, you know, a, 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 we become comfortable with where our competition is and where that competition is coming from. You know, if we're Coke, we're looking at Pepsi. You know, if we're Apple, we're looking at Microsoft or vice versa. And the reality is the dangers come from other places, right? And if you get this, what I call the roadrunner effect, where, you know, you know the, exactly the roadrunner. You know, <laughs> Wiley Coyote focused all of his attention on the roadrunner, right? But very rarely, if in fact, never did any of the danger that Wiley Coyote came across come from the roadrunner, right? <laughs> it came from somewhere else, right? And because he was so focused, right? If you can rattle off who your one, two, three major competitors are, and you feel very comfortable about your plans, about how you're going to, you know, uh, interact and, and, and react and, and, and attack or whatever you're going to do with those competitors, I would say start questioning whether you might be getting complacent. Where else could those dangers be coming from? Where's the next competitor coming from? If you're in the solar industry, did you see Tesla being your number one competitor? Did you see that coming? Or were you focused on all the other, you know, solar panel, you know, companies that you're competing with and right. how you're going to get more right. customers out of, out of that group? Yeah, my head is swarming with ideas. First of all, Wiley Coyote, I'm going to go back because I believe <laughs> it might've been my first book, Moments of Magic, where yep. I talked about the Wiley Coyote syndrome. And yeah. uh, I've got to remember what it was uh, that I wrote about. It's something that I just came up with. Uh, <laughs> we're talking like 25, 30 years ago, but uh, you, you've jarred There's my no memory. There's no new ideas, Shep. There are no new ideas. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's talk about, hey, how about Amazon? Amazon, who to me is like one of the leading companies in the world, 
and who I admire tremendously uh, mm-hmm. and, and constantly write about them. Um, I can only imagine what they're going through right now because Walmart decides they want to take them on. Now, Walmart is a much larger company than Amazon. But when you look at the online, it looks like Amazon is the biggest in the biggest beast in that world of online you know, e-commerce. Walmart is perhaps 25 percent, maybe a third of what they are. But yeah. when you see the growth of Walmart uh, versus the current growth of Amazon, you start to say, hey, will Walmart eventually overtake Amazon? And what Amazon keeps doing is they keep coming up with new ideas, fresh ideas to endear themselves to their customers even further. Um, so in a sense, Jeff Bezos was never complacent. He yep. recognized, you know, he said, hey, we've got this great uh, subscription program, Prime. Okay, it's a membership program. You pay for it. You become a member. And he says, but people aren't going to just keep paying for free shipping. We need to give them more. Let's give them movies. Let's give them streaming services. Let's give them reasons to keep coming back. Uh, Hence, uh, I think they're the epitome of not being complacent. Yeah. So what I, what I would put that in the category of in terms of one of the things I talk about in the book is this idea of self-disruption, right? I, I have a whole chapter that's called Get Off the X, right? It's something that we talk about in law enforcement in terms of, you know, picture an X right underneath your feet, get off of it, right? Because what we want to do is we want to break this thing called the OODA loop. The OODA loop is a, is a military thing from fighter pilot world where it talks about that we go through this decision-making process, observe, orient, decide, and act. That's OODA, right? And if you break that process, you send the person back to the beginning, right? So you give new stimuli, you have to go back, right? And you have to reobserve, reorient, redecide, react. Reaction is slower than action, right? And so one of the things that I think is super important, and this is what you're talking about with Amazon, is you want to disrupt yourself before someone else disrupts you, right? When you're when you're in charge of that disruption, and who's really great at this is Netflix as well. I just did a whole, I just did a, a blog post video on, on Netflix and how, you know, by continuing to push needle, you know, everybody's story about any one of these people is, is or companies is kind of old now. But if you look at the companies that continue to succeed, like Amazon, like Netflix, they continue to disrupt their own industries. They continue to disrupt themselves and they change the game. The more they change the game, the more their competition has to play catch up because now there's a new game that they have to learn, right? So Walmart, you know, if they want to play in this world, it's not just about selling goods. They're going to have to get into content creation. They're going to have to get into gaming. They're going to have to get into a lot of things that they truly want to compete the logistics and shipping and all the things, you know, they're great at taking truckloads of stuff and sending it to stores, but how good are they going to be about getting stuff to individual consumers in a day or two, right? Right, right. So these are the th- these are the things. Yep. Again, the book is called Be Vigilant Strategies to Stop Complacency, Improve Performance, and Safeguard Success. You should get it today. Right now, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk more about how you get away from being complacency, complacent, stop complacency, self-destruct, and learn from some of the best companies. And those case studies are in the book. Don't go away. We are coming right back. Hi, Shep Hyken, your customer service and experience expert, and I'm excited to tell you about my new book, I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back Again and Again. Now, this book is packed with idea after idea on how to, just as the title implies, get your customers to come back. 
In the book, you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers. Now, both are great, but there's a big difference. You'll also learn about 10 reasons a customer may stop doing business with you and three reasons you would stop doing business with them. And one of my favorite lessons is a six-step process for creating an I'll-be-back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. Just go to www.I'llBeBackBook.com. Again, that's www.I'llBeBackBook.com. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Lynn Hurstein, author of Be Vigilant. And we're talking about disrupting yourself. Um, I love Richard Branson said he wanted to try to, um, what was the word he used? But basically he wanted to put himself out of, out of his job, you mm. know, make him irrelevant in his job, which meant he had done his thing. People, he surrounded him with the right people. Now it's time for him to move on. But uh, I love, I love your ideas. Um, so let's talk about something that I know is in your book and you mentioned it at the break. And I, ironically, it's also in my latest book, I'll be back. Yeah. And that has to do with the debrief of what happens when there's problems and, you know, you try to debrief and figure out, well, we don't want it to happen again, but uh, we both agree. And this is really important law for law enforcement and military is that you debrief everything, the yeah. bad and the good. Yeah. Sometimes it's more important. You know, a lot of times what, what happens in business is we debrief when things go wrong, right? And and it becomes a, a, a blame game. Whose fault was it? How do we how do we assign blame to people? Um, and then how do we fix it? And we overlook, we we just kind of look our successes. And like you're saying, and, and I know you talk about this too, it's so important for us to be able to debrief our successes because what we find is that just because the end result was successful doesn't mean everything we did along the way was successful, right? There are minor micro failures that we had in there that if we can find you know, we can prevent them from becoming vulnerabilities. There are times where we succeed, but it's only because we did less, you know, I went to the Broncos game last weekend and, and the Broncos, uh, you know, basically won because they played, you know, less bad than Washington. You know what I mean? It was like, it was like, they're like the best team. dog in a horse race. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like the, the least bad team there that day, you know, and we won. So, I mean, you can go off and have a big celebration over the fact that you won, or you can realize, you know what, there's still a lot to learn. So I, I tell people, you know, all, this all the time. And if you're in Denver, I tell them be a Peyton Manning. If you're anywhere else, I tell them be a Tom Brady. You know, when you get done with your game or your mission or your project or whatever it is, make sure that you debrief that right away because there are lessons to be learned. There are little micro vulnerabilities that you're going to find. There are things that you can do better. And here's the extra added bonus. If everybody in your organization knows and expects that you are going to do a debrief at the end of every mission or project or whatever it is, they will pay more attention along the way. And oh, by the way, one of the best ways to fight complacency is to be aware, right? That's what vigilance mm -hmm. is. Vigilance is being aware. The more aware you are, the more in the moment you are, the more you have that forces you to think and process stimuli differently, the, the less complacent you're going to be. Wow. I love that. So um, the debrief. Uh, in the military, and I learned this from uh, the afterburners. Have you had the afterburners at your camp? I haven't had the afterburners, but uh, but I have, you know, and I'm sure you know probably Waldo Waldman. Waldo's a uh, good buddy of mine. Yeah. And, and by the way, these are guys that were in the military and they understand the military way. And there's certain um, 
practices in the military that are used very effectively in the world of business. And one of them is the debrief. And one of the interesting things that Murph talks about is in all the debriefs after they do a mission and, and Murph was in the Air Force and would fly or in the Navy flying jets, they would come into the room and everybody would take off their stars, their you know ranking, and they did the debrief rankless. So, yeah. you know, I mean, sure, the boss is there in front of you, but at the same time, the goal was to try to get you to open up and be comfortable. Uh, my friend, Karen Hurt, um, Karen, I, I just interviewed her about courageous cultures. You should definitely consider her for your manage camp because uh, she talks about how putting people on the front line is great. They hear everything from the customer, but you've got to create a culture that allows them to share it comfortably without being afraid they're going to be shot down. No idea is a bad idea is a really important concept there. But anyway, yeah. back to the debrief, you debrief the good and the bad. Most people, when they get a letter that's an accolade, they say, hey, this is great. And congratulate the person who was responsible for it. They put it in the file and they move on. But I say, hey, this is great. Let's sit down and debrief this because what do we need to do to get more letters like this? Why isn't yeah. every customer sending us a letter like this? Exactly. And if not, are they at least getting that experience? So uh, we need to learn from those good and bad opportunities. So, uh, you know what, let's jump. And I know we've been talking about your book. I would love people to know more about what ManageCamp is, brand ManageCamp, yeah. or is it just ManageCamp? Well, Managed Camp is the parent company. Brand Managed Camp is the conference. It's the event. Okay. Yeah. So Brand Managed Camp is an event that we've been doing. Uh, we did our 19th annual uh, earlier this year. It was virtual. Um, and we do one a year. And uh, basically what it came out of was I was working in consumer packaged goods. I used to work for Coca-Cola and Nabisco and Campbell Soup and brand marketing. And I used to go to a lot of conferences. And I found myself going away and going home disappointed. And, and I just could not find the conference that I, I wanted. And, and this was, you know, I was looking for, for an event that was, you know, uh, easy to attend, that was not complicated, that was a single track that had, you know, actionable insights I could use right away, that had, you know, all keynote speakers, that was a 360 degree view of brand, and that was, you know, executed with, with you know, excellence. So, I mean, I, I was tired of showing up in events and getting fed a cold bagel you know, I wanted, I wanted a meal, you know, I was away from my family. I was away from home and I was investing time. And so, you know, by the way, we're, we're, this is the metaphorical bagel bagel. It's not like breakfast bagel. No, it's you wanted, you didn't want, you wanted to supersize whatever meal you had and go home with a, you know, filled your brain filled, not your stomach filled with good brain food. <laughs> Yeah. I also wanted my stomach filled though. You know what I mean? I want, <laughs> oh, that's I want so <laughs> well in Vegas. Uh, and you have it at you, which resort do you typically go to? We've moved it around. Uh, most recently before COVID we were at Caesars. Um, yeah. So there's plenty we of places to fill your stomach in, yeah. in these resorts. Um, so what I love about your conference is that you put some very good practitioners up on the stage, but you also put you know, true, what we would call thought matter or subject matter experts, thought leaders. My friend Jay Bear has been a repeat um, yep. speaker, uh, Scott McCain. Uh, both of these people are iconic in the whole customer service, customer experience and marketing worlds. Yeah. Um, who are some of the other great speakers that you've had? Oh, man, we've, we've had everything. I mean, we've had everybody from Malcolm Gladwell and Seth Godin to uh, to Jay Bear and everybody that you talk about, Mar Marcus Sheridan. Mm, Marcus, um, great. Yeah. You know, uh, we've got uh, Joseph Jaffe and uh, Dan Heath and 
Brittany Hodak. I know you know Brittany. Brittany's a good friend. Yeah, she and yep. I become really good friends over the last couple of years. Yep. Yeah. So, so it's been it's been a long list. And what we've found is that you know this was one of the things that that we wanted to separate ourselves apart. It's great to have practitioners, but here's the reality: practitioners have a job that is not public speaking. Um, and it is an art form to be able to get up there and deliver actionable insights in, 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 a, in an entertaining and engaging way that allows people to take something away that they can use right away, right? And so, you know, it, it's great to have people up there who are in the, in the trenches and doing the work. But at the same time, what we love to have is people who have spent their lives and dedicated their lives to learning about what those people in the trenches are doing that works so that they can distill it down into something that we can quickly understand and be entertained and enjoy at the same time. Wow. Well, the brand is your reputation. The reputation is driven by the customer experience, which is why you should attend the brand manage camp. If you want to feel better about your decision, just pick up the book, be vigilant strategies to stop complacency, improve performance and safeguard success. That'll give you an insight into the way that Lynn Hurstein thinks. And if you like the way he thinks you're going to love the camp, we are just about out of time. I always ask the one thing question. Let's go back to the book. Give me the yeah. big nugget. Give me a nugget that you're going to say, wow, I'm so glad I waited to the end of the show to hear this. <laughs> Here's the big nugget. The big nugget is success is not the end goal. Keeping it is right. So it's not boom journey about getting there. It's, it's once you get there, what are you going to do to make sure you stay there? Yeah. Yeah. Sustainability. Love it. Love it. Lynn Hurstein, again, the author of Be Vigilant and a great guy on top of it. And thanks for your service to the community. And I'm talking about your law enforcement service. Yep. And thanks to the service of the community of those that are in the world of experience, marketing, service. You've done a great thing for us all. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. Thanks, Lynn, for being on the show. Thanks, Jeff. I really appreciate it. You have been a huge influence in, 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 uh, in everything I do. And from the first time I met you, I try to emulate uh, what you do and, and love your books. And, and uh, thanks for having me on. All right. Well, that last statement guarantees you'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. And I hope you do come back next week when we have another amazing interview. And until that time, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.